and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Crawl, and you're listening to episode 78 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing VIP tours at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland. In particular, some of the reasons that you should consider hiring a VIP tour guide at either one of these resorts and some of the benefits that come along with that. On the show with me today, I'll introduce them in just a couple of minutes, but I have three guests who know a thing or two about VIP tours including one cast member at Disneyland who has been hosting VIP tours for several years now, and I'm very excited to have him on the show. Of course, at the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, Pull up your favorite armchair and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast. If you have been to Walt Disney World or to Disneyland or done any research, you might have come across this little thing called a VIP tour. It is really a, like a, a, a totally first-class experience to visiting the parks and helps you to see the park from a completely different light. And I am excited to have on the show with me a few guests who know a thing or two about VIP tours, and they are Heather, Lizzie, and Philander. So welcome to the three of you on to Imagine Your Podcast. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Absolutely. It's great to have all of you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to, uh, to chat with me about this. I have not done many VIP tours. I think I've done in my lifetime, I'd even say like a half a VIP tour, which we'll talk about. But otherwise, I uh, had to find people. And obviously, the three of you, we've, we've stayed in touch through Instagram and elsewhere, uh, you know, who have done VIP tours before. To give people a little bit of an idea, though, about you before we dive into this specific topic. I have, as always, my lightning round questions that I wanted to ask you, kind of going around the table, and I'm gonna start with Heather, um, just going in alphabetical order. And uh, I wanna start, though, before we get into the lightning round itself, um, how long have you been going to Disney? Uh, well, I'm 39 years old, so I've been going about 38 years. <laughs> so pretty much all my life, except for, you know, I think my first trip was to Disneyland when I was about one. Wow. Yeah, that's a young age. I'm glad you've been going for that long. And you're local, so it helps you to go pretty often to Disneyland. Um, how, how, I guess, how many of the parks have you actually been to besides, I know you've been to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Have you been, oh, you've been to Tokyo too. Is that right? Yes, I've been to Tokyo three times and I was supposed to go in May, but now I'm not sure if that's happening because of this, you know, coronavirus thing. But yeah. I know that I've I've been I think I've been four times in four years to Tokyo because I'm obsessed. Like so once you go to Tokyo, it's hard to go back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but and even though even though I live in, you know, close to Anaheim, I, I still consider Walt Disney World my home park just because I've been going to that one so much more than Disneyland. 
um, growing up in Pittsburgh, we would go to Walt Disney World two to three times a year. Um, and that was actually our only vacations growing up. So that's, I think, why I'm so Disney, you know, obsessed. It's because the happiest times of my life were um, when I would be going on vacation to Walt Disney World with my, you know, with my parents and with my brother. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, I grew up in the Northeast. So like you, I went to Walt Disney World most of my life. And it wasn't until I was about 10, I went to Disneyland for the first time. I'm fortunate I've now been about a dozen times, which is still not enough, but enough that uh, I feel like I know the place pretty well. Um, but that's that's terrific. Of all the parks that you've been to, do you have a favorite? Yeah, Disney Sea for sure. I'm not um, surprised. It's, it's just like yeah, it's just a different world. Um, you know, I think Walt well, Disney World is like my home park, but yet, um, you know, Tokyo Disney Sea like has my heart. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I have to get there someday, and I'm hoping this will be live probably in April. So I'm hoping by the time or maybe in June, I don't know, by the time by the time people listen to this, I'm hoping you'll have gone to Tokyo uh, in May yeah. or that things will be all right and you will be able to go. Do you have a favorite Disney attraction? Um, well, yes, I, I always go back to um, Tokyo stuff, but actually now Rise of the Resistance has surpassed even all the Tokyo rides and even Shanghai Pirates was like my my favorite up until riding Rise of the Resistance. And now that's trumped everything. So um, Rise of the Resistance, number one, and then close second would be Shanghai Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I've heard that from people who have done both, that those two are really high on their lists. And uh, I have to see Pirates in Shanghai to figure out which one I would like more. I have a feeling I like Rise of the Resistance more, but uh, I've seen amazing things and heard amazing things about uh, Battle for the Sunken Treasure at Shanghai. Um, two more for yeah. you. Do you have a favorite Disney movie? Oh, wow. Uh, this one is is difficult because I consider Marvel stuff a part of Disney. And as far as my favorite movies of all time, Guardians of the Galaxy is my number one. I saw it six times in the theater. Um, wow. I'm truly obsessed. Yeah, I love Chris Pratt, too. So I think anything Chris Pratt, yeah, like now onward, I've already seen three times in the theater. So, <laughs> awesome. um, yeah, but as far as like of all time, I think Little Mermaid is probably my favorite Disney movie, like as far as classic Disney stuff. Yeah, that's uh, a great choice. And this is the really yeah. hard question that I ask. It's probably the hardest one. Um, do you have a favorite Disney character? Oh, wow. Yeah, this one's really, really difficult. But I, I think I have like two sections. Yeah, one, yeah go for it. Um, like, you know, as far as like all the Tokyo stuff, because I'm so into Duffy and Friends, you know, I love Shelley May and now Cookie's a part of it. And Cookie's like, you know, the hot new girl on the street, you know. So I think, you know, <laughs> Cookie Ann is my new hot favorite. Like she's so hot right now. But um, of all time, I think I love Oswald and I love Mickey. Those are like, you know, I know I have so many favorites, but it's hard to choose just one. That's fine. That's a sneaky way of throwing in a few. I appreciate it. <laughs> Great choices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. awesome. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, glad, glad to get to know you a little bit more. Like I said, I, I, I pretty much mm -hmm. could have guessed some of these answers just knowing you personally, but it's always good to give the listeners <laughs> yeah. a chance to learn a little bit more about you, but let's shift yeah. gears continuing in alphabetical order over to Lizzie. Um, Lizzie, how long have you been going? All to right. Disney? I'm pretty sure I've been going my whole life. Um, I don't know exactly how old I was, but I, I did find some photos. I looked about two or three. Um, photos on the people mover, which was really cool. So I've been going pretty much ever since then, but it really picked up for me 
um, when I met my now husband, Randy, um, he actually used to work for Imagineering and I was like, an, you know, pretty average Disney fan. Um, but the past couple of years, you know, since we've met, we've been going like crazy. So um, definitely picked up in the past few years. I, I'm glad to hear that. I think having an Imagineer in the family will definitely do that to you. And I'm glad he's been getting you to go even more than in the past. Um, speaking of which, which of the Disney parks have you been to? Besides, I know you've been to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Um, have you been to the international parks? We went to Tokyo Disney um, actually exactly a year ago. So we went to Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea, And um, like Heather said, Disney Sea just has my heart as well. It's it's incredible. The best Disney park I've been to. Wow. Do you think that's your favorite park? Oh yeah. Absolutely cool. I, I mean, I, I've heard I, that from so many. I can't people. even compare. <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, do you have a favorite Disney attraction? I do, and I think Philander's going to laugh at me because he knows what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I I love Heimlich's Choo Choo Train and I am devastated that it is gone. Um, <laughs> not the most technologically advanced attraction, to be honest. But it was so fun and so silly. And, you know, we have so many memories and probably literally over a thousand photos from that ride. Um, and it's just like this fun little thing that, you know, we would always take people on Heimlich's Choo Choo Train because so many people would be like, I've done everything at Disney. And then we'd be like, well, how about Heimlich's Choo Choo Train? And we took so many people on that for the first time. So it has a very special place in my heart. You know, everybody has different answers to this question. Yours is so far the most unique. And I tell people that it's not <laughs> always the big attractions that make Disney amazing. That's what drives us to go. And of course, especially with something like Rise of the Resistance just totally blows us away. But it's often the little things or the little attractions that, that we have the fondest memories of and that make for some really amazing moments when we go to Disney. So I love that that's your answer. Um, shifting to movies, do you have a favorite Disney movie or do you want to categorize it? Because I know Heather talked about that as well. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think it's... Um... I, I was reminiscing about this yesterday, about the summer of The Lion King when I grew up. Uh, we watched The Lion King every day for an entire day of summer vacation. And I think it just has to be my favorite. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't even think of a different Disney movie. <laughs> I'm with you. It's my favorite Disney movie, too. Um, and do you have a favorite Disney character? My favorite Disney character is Oswald, for sure. I mean, he has the most unique history and just very interesting of you know disney losing oswald and oswald coming back so i'm really fascinated with oswald um on that front but he's also adorable so i mean that that helps a lot <laughs> i love i love that that both you and heather gave that answer he's definitely a, a really like interesting character in disney history and uh i'm glad that he's back with disney after decades of not not being with disney um and it's kind of like that characters come home um so it's it's great that People recognize that too, but awesome. I'm, I'm really glad to have you on the show. And uh, last but certainly not least, we have Philander. Uh, I'm going to ask this question a little differently because you're not only a fan, mm -hmm. but a cast member. Um, so yes. can you talk a little bit about your background with Disney, either personally um, and or professionally? Yes, I didn't come as often as a kid, I know that usually my parents kind of treated it as a, uh, 
like a celebratory thing. So like a, you know, a, a graduation or a birthday was the reason I went. Um, right. So I don't have as many like kid memories there. And I jokingly now tell people all the time that I spend so much time at the parks. Now my memories are starting to get meshed in, yeah. but I cannot remember my first visit anymore. And I'm trying to wonder like, Oh, did I do that with a family on a tour or was I there to see that? Like it's, it's getting hard to, <laughs> uh, separate them. But I came uh, fairly often based on those events as a kid, but I've been a Cassimber at the resort since uh, early 2012. Not bad. And what have you done as a cast member since 2012? So I started in vacation planning, which is the, uh, the, the fun way of uh, saying a ticket seller, essentially. When they first told me vacation planning, I thought I would actually be planning vacations right? because uh, that's what it says, but <laughs> that actually is just a ticket seller. Um, and that was fun, but it was something that I uh, kind of wanted to do a little bit more than just be at the booth and assist people with annual passes and tickets. So I was kind of always the one that had the longest line because I would always spend a lot of time talking with people as opposed to just kind of doing the ticket process and then kind of getting them on their way to go have fun. So I always had the longest line uh, I would have collected the least amount of money at the, at the end of the day because I was spending 10 to 15 minutes with each family as opposed to kind of going through them really quickly. So they ended up, I usually jokingly say they kicked me out um, <laughs> to go to guest relations because uh, they said you were doing far more than what is actually necessary here. And they said, you need to be at a place where people will <laughs> be wanting to hear you talk for a long period of time. Uh, so they moved me to guest relations or you could say promoted, I guess, and I did that for the first uh, seven months. And by the, by the fall of 2013, I was not only a guide, uh, so giving actually his, like the historical tours of the park, but then I became a VIP host as well. And then I've been doing that since then. Um, I also trained the position, so any new uh, potential hopeful guides that are coming over to want to be a VIP tour host, I'm teaching them how to do that. And then for the last three years, I have been a spokesperson for the resort as well. So anytime the Disneyland Resort is promoting new uh, attraction shows, entertainment, um, they, I will be showcased with a few others on either the radio or the news um, or social media, kind of hyping up, you know, Magic Happens, our new parade at Disneyland or, you know, Rise of Resistance just opening in January. So any one of those things. Amazing. We're definitely going to come back to that. And I'm sure you'll have a lot of uh, <clears throat> words of wisdom to offer for why people should be doing VIP tours and what some of the benefits are. <laughs> um, but just to go back to your Disney fandom for a minute, so I'm going to ask the same questions that I asked to Heather and Lizzie, which of the Disney parks have you personally been to? I have not been to all of them except for Shanghai, but they, uh, I need to go back because all of them were before I worked for the company and I was much younger. So I need to do, go back with an adult uh, mindset. And I would say kind of similar to you, I'm more of an imaginary mindset. I definitely didn't feel the same way I do about Disney parks on those first times I went. Uh, and now I need to go back with the eye to imagineering and history that I have developed over time now. Yeah, it's going to be very eye-opening to go back and see everything with that angle. It just changes your perspective in a really positive way. Um, do you have a favorite Disney attraction? Yeah, I have to give that a two-part. Similar to um, Heather, I, I cannot not talk about the uh, Rise of Resistance 
as a Star Wars fan and just as a fan of Imagineering. So now usually when I get answered that question, I have to say, uh, I have to add Rise of Resistance and say my favorite classic Disney attraction is the Haunted Mansion. Great, like, great I, choices. I can't, yeah, I can't not bring up the Haunted Mansion, um, especially because I used to be afraid of that ride as a child. So I didn't go on it for the longest time. And then when I finally did go on it, I fell in love with it, of course, and all the history that comes with it. So yeah, it's kind of a two-part answer. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. I think it's a great way to separate it, too. Do you also categorize by favorite Disney movie? Uh, no, I feel like, well, I, I usually, when I say I ask that question, I get, uh, I usually ask animated or live action. Um, my favorite, uh, animated is the jungle book. I that's really great. loved that movie growing up. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic. One of the, the last that Waltz had an influence on. Mm-hmm. Um, so always, always great when, you, when people bring up that answer. Um, you're actually the second one in an interview that I've had this month <laughs> to bring up jungle. Oh, book. for jungle book. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and do you have a favorite Disney character? Yes. Tigger for sure. Oh, that's a great choice. I love Tigger. T I W. Um, fantastic. Well, all, all great choices. Um, and like I said, that I, I like to start there gives the listeners a little bit more information about your background and your love of Disney and where your fandom stems from. So let's talk a little bit about VIP tours. I'll, Probably assume Philander might be a good person to start with this one, but Lizzie and Heather, please do feel free to jump in. Uh, for someone who has no knowledge of what a VIP tour is at Disney, how do you explain what the VIP tours are and what's included with something like that? I usually mention it to people saying, uh, imagine you had a day at the parks that was essentially all being taken care of by a very friendly, knowledgeable Disney cast member. Um, and they assist you with the planning of your entire day or almost kind of imagining your perfect Disney day. Uh, they are taking care of all of the needs of the day. So kind of walking you around uh, the resort, uh, the best possible itinerary, uh, expediting your weight on attractions, um, taking you to visit characters, uh, setting up VIP viewing um, at a, uh, all of our entertainment locations. Um, and also the, the part I love always talking about is the storytelling. Um, while it is fun to not have to wait a long time at Disney because the parks are uh, very popular and have long waits, um, having someone explain and storytell to you while you are walking through that space is something that's really special. And having that canvas behind you, I can tell you it's really exciting to actually be standing in front of the Matterhorn and hearing about it from someone as opposed to just kind of reading it uh, from a book or off the internet, like having it be right in front of you as you hear uh, the story of its creation and the people who helped make it a possibility um, is something that is really hard to, hard to beat, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I've done group tours before and I can only imagine what it would be like sort of one-on-one. And like I said, I've done kind of a, a half tour in, in, uh, in my life. Uh, thanks to someone on this call. Um, but otherwise, uh-huh. I, <laughs> but otherwise I, I, uh, my extent of having that experience was really with the, the group tours at Walt Disney World. I still need to do one at Disneyland. Just every time I've gone, it's been a few years since I had been there. And so I'm prioritizing going and experiencing the parks, but I have to make 
a habit of next time doing one of these, uh, at least a group tour, if not a VIP tour. Um, Lizzie or Heather, what was your first experience like doing a VIP tour? And uh, I guess what sort of inspired you to to schedule it with uh, with Disney? So um, my for first, me, oh, go for it. Yeah, you go. You go first, Lizzie. Okay. So my first tour was actually um, it was on a New Year's Eve day, and you know if you've been to the park on New Year's Eve, it's pretty crazy. I mean, like we're talking like capacity level crowds almost. Um, so we would, we did a tour. We had a group of ten of us, um, and it was in the evening, and we wanted to get the viewing for you know New Year's Eve fireworks and do all of that. And I just remember it was so easy just to move throughout the park, having a guide, you know, and being able to see, you know, where we're going and this is what we're doing. Um, it was definitely different. I mean, now all of the tours that I've been on since have been very different than that. But that one was almost just out of necessity of, you know, we have 10 people. We want to do New Year's Eve thing. We want to do some rides. And, you know, it was it was really interesting. Um, definitely have had some different experiences since then that are a little bit more you know, educational and like fun. And I mean, we've been out with Philander a million times <laughs> since that, but my first tour was actually with someone else. Um, and I've been out with a, with a number of different guides. So yeah, we've, we've done quite a few of them. That's great. Heather, yeah, what about for, you? For, yeah. For me, it was years ago um, before I, you know, started the Disney Instagram and was even, you know, I didn't even know Lizzie at that time. I think it was four or five years ago. And I, um, one of my friends that worked at SoulCycle was also a personal assistant for a, like a, uh, a famous hair, you know, um, hairstylist. And so they were taking their whole family on the VIP tour and they let him take one of his friends. And since he knew that I was the biggest Disney fan, he invited me and I didn't even know what VIP tour meant, but he was just like, Hey, can you get down to Disney? You know, anytime tomorrow, like I'll be there for eight hours for this VIP tour. And I had no clue what I was in for, but you know, and I was just happy to be there along for the ride. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I think once you do one VIP tour, it kind of, it kind of ruins everything for you. Just like when you go to Tokyo, <laughs> to see, it's just, it's just so amazing that you can't, that you're like, wow, now every experience is going to be compared to this, you know, like how easy and how wonderful this, this day is. And it's just more like the ease of it. And just so, so, so easy, just like navigating through the crowds. Exactly. And no lines. It was awesome. Yeah, that's that's a great point. It's almost like when you stay at a deluxe resort at Disney for the first time after maybe staying if at Walt Disney World, you might stay at All Star or not. That there's anything wrong with staying there? They're great Disney hotels, but um, you know, then the first time you, you you're lucky enough to step foot into the Polynesian or you know spend the night at uh, the Grand Floridian or at Boardwalk, all of a sudden it totally ruins Disney for you <laughs> in a very positive way. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I, I can't go back to All-Star. You know, I will if, just if, if I have to, um, but I want to stay at Grand Floridian. I want to stay at Boardwalk. Uh, and uh, it's it's just a, amazing how that happens with VIP tours as well. So what is it about, just kind of piggybacking on that point, Heather, what is it about the VIP tours that does sort of spoil you for <laughs> for other Disney vacations and makes you want to do another one? Well, um, especially now after my second Walt Disney World VIP tour, that one in particular, um, you know, and, and I know, know you were jo you were joining us the first time I had my Walt Disney World VIP tour with my mom. And my mom has to use an ECV because she can't walk that well. So using the ECV and navigating Walt Disney World with four parks, 
having a VIP tour with the, with the, um, they have like two vans like accompanying you and they could drive you back basically from your hotel. They pick you up, you know, at whatever time you want, they drop you backstage to whatever park you want to start at. And then once you're done with that park, you get back in the van and they drive you backstage to the next one. So it's just the easiness of navigating Walt Disney world. You know, it could take you an hour or two to get from park to park in Florida, but with the VIP tour, it could take you 15 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, that convenience, especially at Walt Disney World, is a big plus. Out at Disneyland, Lizzie, do you typically do one park for the VIP tours, or do you bounce back and forth? We typically bounce back and forth. Um, we we like to keep it maybe like we'll start in DCA and then end in Disneyland, just for the ease of you know doing things in the different parks. Um, I mean, Disneyland is so easy to park hop. It, you know, you just have to walk you know a minute across. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, there, there's some there's some thought about it because, you know, you only have so many hours when you do the tour. So you don't want to spend the whole time, you know, going park to park to park. And so a lot of what we've done is, you know, just make and and your guide is the perfect person to do this is making sure you really like optimize your time. So like if you're back in Pixar Pier, you might as well do the Incredicoaster and Midway Mania and, you know, kind of thinking about um, conquering the parks in that way. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Have you done, Lizzie, just so I know for this episode, have you done the VIP tours at Walt Disney World as well? I have not. Okay. All right. So that's good to know. Um, I was just curious if you if you had any other points to add for that as well. Um, but I'm glad Heather has done a, a VIP tour or two to talk about uh, the Walt Disney World version of it. But Philander, a question for you, and then I'll ask the same to Heather and to Lizzie. When it comes to booking a VIP tour, what advice do you offer to maximize the day in terms of planning? Do you recommend that guests call you ahead of time and to discuss maybe how many hours might be worth doing for the VIP tour or what the plan might be? What's sort of your consultative process for planning the perfect VIP tour? Um, usually if they are calling um, ahead, to kind of plan out the day we have, cause I usually don't meet the guests until actually the day of most of the time, uh, unless I may have known them personally or someone sent them my way. But uh, if, if they're on the phone, the coordinators are great um, because they do an amazing job of planning out a lot in advance with the, the guests that are coming to visit the parks. Uh, a lot of them are actually former VIP tour guides, which is great because they actually have walked in those shoes. So they know exactly the right kind of questions to ask. Um, a lot of times they try to pre-plan a lot of things because of course, even at Disney, everything has, you know, only a certain amount of space. So the best restaurants can fill up or VIP viewing at certain um, locations can fill up like the new parade or fireworks show or Fantasmic. So they try to have you book some of those things in advance over the phone so that that's one less thing you kind of have to worry about that that way when the, the host actually meets the family on the day they already are confirmed for a great dining experience at big carthay circle or they're already going to see magic happens at 3 30 they try to get some of those specific things out of the way because if you don't do that while you are still able to potentially access access those day of it they may have filled up due to uh, just a busy day in the park so they try um and spend a lot of time with you on the phone or by or via email, really kind of figuring out what your favorite things are, 
that are based off of like a reservation based system. So like a show or a dining. That's great. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's also wonderful when you have cast member coordinators who themselves were in those roles and can offer a lot of firsthand experience. It's always really helpful. Uh, kind of piggybacking on that and throwing the question to, let's do Lizzie for Disneyland and Heather for Walt Disney World and then Heather, if you want to add anything for Disneyland, but I'll start with Lizzie. For Disneyland, do you have any other tips as a guest that you found to be really useful in planning uh, your, your day with a VIP tour? You know, I think it's just really important to think about what you want to do throughout the day and communicating that, um, you know, up at the beginning of the tour. Um, typically when we do our tours, we have a really like, it's almost just like a template plan at this point, you know, like we know we, where we like to meet, we like to meet at the tour gardens in Disneyland. Um, we know that we need to give our guests, you know, that come with us some sort of food break. So thinking about that beforehand and having a plan for, you know, maybe each park of where we're going to end. And then we always like to do some sort of like seated dinner at the end. So we, we can, um, plan that. Like for example, our tour that we did in January, we ended at Cafe Orleans and then we had reserved seating for Fantasmic right after. So it was really nice just to sort of optimize the walking and going with the big group. Um, the, the other thing is we love to meet characters. So we definitely will, will always communi- communicate that beforehand. So if there's, you know, characters that we could meet, um, setting up time to arrange that as well. Yeah, that's great advice. Mostly Mickey. Mostly Oh, always Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be Mickey. Has to be Mickey. I've I've met Oswald too at uh, Disney California Adventure. I was back in. I don't know if he's still there, but that was oh. back in I think 2013. I can't remember the year, but I have a picture of Joanna and myself with Oswald in on Buena Vista Street. So uh, I don't know if he's if he still does that, but <laughs> that would be great if he still was. Um, Heather, do you have any other points to add for Disneyland? And I'm also curious to get your feedback or advice on planning a VIP tour for Walt Disney World, since, of course, to your point earlier, there's many more places to go and a lot more that you can do and more transportation involved. So especially what would be your advice for planning a day at Walt Disney World? Well, for Walt Disney World, I kind of like to think about how you want to end. And if you want to end like um, with happily ever after, I know that uh, you kind of have to start there and count backwards, you know, so Walt Disney World tours usually are about seven hours. And I think, uh, you know, Disneyland, it can be, I think, Philander would know, I think it's above seven, like seven or plus or eight hours. But I know that um, for for Walt Disney World, it was like seven hours. So we had to, you know, uh, happily ever after it starts at nine. So we have to like count back and uh, start the tour, you know, uh, seven hours before then. Um, But now with Rise of the Resistance, if you wanted to have that be, you know, on the table, it's crazy because you have to like start the tour, you know, for Walt Disney World at like 7.15 7.15 or 7.30 a.m., picking you up at your hotel and dropping you off back behind Hollywood Studios. And I did that, and I would actually recommend people not to do that because um, the tour guides in Walt Disney World can't actually help you at all getting the boarding pass. So I should have just, you know, done that myself. Like, we should have already, like, tried the boarding pass situation and not wasted that those precious, like, hours that you have with your tour guide, um, you know, 
since they couldn't help us at all, like I didn't realize that. And now I, I want to tell people that that's how it is. And, and, you know, if you want to include rise of the resistance, you guys should get the boarding passes on your own and then start the tour later so that you don't waste, you know, precious hours with your guide since they can't help at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes complete um, sense. Yeah. And it was crazy because we're all, you know, I didn't realize this and there was probably six or seven tour vans backstage trying to do the same thing with, you know, the, the rise of the resistance boarding pass situation and about three of the six um, vehicles, three of the vehicles got the boarding passes and three of them didn't. So like, even though they woke up like so early to start their tour to try to get the boarding passes, it's still a gamble. So um, that's why I wanted to mention that on here, just so that, you know, you don't, you don't waste that, that time, you know, just try to do that on your own or a different day completely. You know, you can, you can have your tour, start at like noon, you know, super easy, breezy, pick, pick you up at the hotel, drop you off backstage. You know, you could have already had like a nap from your rise of resistance and stuff. So, um, that's what I really like about, you know, Walt Disney world is like the ease of like picking you up in the van, um, at your hotel so that you don't have to like mess with like the, the public transportation and the buses and everything just that one day, you know, like, like make it be super VIP, you know, for you. And I also, for Walt Disney world, I like to know from the guides, like, what is the, what are some of the attractions that you get like the most access to? And I know in Walt Disney world, um, Haunted Mansion is one of those things. And I know you did this with me, right, Matt? Yes, we did. So that was amazing. Like that, that alone was so fun and exciting. Cause I think only VIP tours and only like super celebrities, you know, can, can see that area that we got to see. And um, so now I want to do that. Like every, every tour I can do, I want to see that room, you know, where you can, I forget what that room is called. Philander, do you know where like the bells are? Is that the Ooh, Butler's uh, course? Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's just so cool to see like, you know, backstage stuff that you wouldn't normally be able to see, um, you know, with just a normal fast pass because some, some guides can take you just through the fast pass line and there's certain, you know, uh, attractions that the VIP t tour guides are able to give you expedited access. And that's what I always want to try to do. Um, whenever I get a chance. Yeah. I, and to go back to your, your first point about working backwards at Walt Disney world is very smart. It's worth planning that way, even without a VIP tour, if you want to end up seeing a certain show in the evening in particular, you want to make sure that you plan to end up there and how that's going to work out in your day. So it's good to reverse engineer your day and sort of think backwards to that point. And also really great advice about rise of the resistance for sure. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that you in this kind of, transitions me to a uh, to sort of a, a story um, and I want I'm curious to get your your thoughts on on your favorite moments as well but for me I loved and and, and thankful to you Heather for inviting us Stephen to be uh, on your VIP tour with you and to be able to see and now I can offer advice to others what it's like to to do a VIP tour and I loved when we to your point earlier had you know really VIP transportation service from one park to the next. And mm -hmm. even knowing that the first attraction we wanted to ride at Disney's Hollywood studios coming from Disney's animal kingdom was uh, tower of terror. And normally you would, to your point, take a bus or uh, if you're driving, you know, get back into your car and drive over to Disney's Hollywood studios park, go through the front entrance 
and then walk down Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard. But our VIP tour guides just drove us right to the back door of Tower of Terror. And we were essentially like let out right there and uh, got right on the attraction. So it's those little things that save a lot of time and make for any any Imagineering geek like myself or huge Disney fan who's always wanted to to see the parks in a different angle. Uh, it, it gives a little bit of a glimpse into what it's like and uh, you get some of those really cool backstage views that you would otherwise never be able to get. Even as a cast member, I never walked back there. <laughs> it was, I never had a purpose to. So it was, it was really cool to be able to do that. But thinking about your memories doing VIP tours, and it could probably be difficult to pick one favorite memory, but I guess starting with Lizzie, do you have a, a, a moment or two or a story for something that stands out in your mind as just this amazing moment from a VIP tour? I do. Um, I'm thinking back to the tour that we did last summer, um, and we were actually out with Philander that day, and it was after Galaxy's Edge had opened, and we asked everyone on our tour to Disney bound as a Jedi. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> as you can imagine, we were already, you know, pretty ready to be there. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts of that, I mean, it was really great because we got the whole story of the two. We saw all sorts of fun details and things that you may, you know, just walk by if you're just visiting the park. But, you know, just seeing the shops and having all of the stories of the shops, like that was really cool. And, you know, as we're exploring, um, we started having these really amazing character interactions. So, you know, when they see this whole group of Jedis walking up, um, <laughs> we were able to, you know, meet Chewbacca and we had, you know, we got a photo with Ray or a, a, an image with Ray. But my favorite part of that, and um, Philander will probably remember this too, was we had a very secret mission and we needed to... Um, escort one of the characters without the stormtroopers seeing and so we were able and i'm blanking on her name right now oh, um, <laughs> Vi, yes <laughs> um so you know vi told us that she needed to get you know past the stormtroopers and as you can imagine this is a group of you know 10 adults all dressed as jedis and we're, we were so in and um we were able to hide her and get her past the stormtroopers and it was just the most magical moment and i just remember like being out with philander that day having those interactions, learning about, you know, everything Galaxy's Edge, we just felt so immersed in that experience. And, and that really stands out for me. Amazing. It, yeah, when you Disney bound, you certainly get some extra attention. And if you're a group of people that enhances it, you're far more likely, especially in Galaxy's Edge, when you have Chewbacca and Rey and Vi and the Stormtroopers and Kylo Ren wandering about to, to get some attention. Um, Heather, what about you in terms of a favorite uh, memory, Disney memory on a VIP tour? Well, I think I have two. I have one for Disneyland. That includes Philander, and I have one for Walt Disney World. But Let's hear the em. Disneyland version, yeah. The Disney, <laughs> sorry to hog up some time, but I need Not to tell the story about <laughs> Philander. It's <laughs> so cool because um, you can kind of ask your guide, like, you know, about the history and, like, you know, to help you with, like, like midway mania i know philander's like an expert you know and so you can kind of like ask your guide like hey i want some tips like i want to learn how to beat this game not beat the game but get a better score you know and so i just remember like taking notes like in my phone like hey like okay so this scene you know you're gonna you're gonna like flip over the barn this way and like you gotta shoot this up here and shoot this down there and then you gotta work together to get the uh, alien thing that you know there's just so many cool 
things you can learn from, you know, a VIP tour guide like Lander who can point out different hidden Mickeys that are like, you know, in, in the, in cars land, there's like so many. So I just love like soaking up the knowledge and, you know, the hidden Mickeys and all the secret tricks that you learn from, from people like Philander. So, um, that's like my, you know, favorite moments are those, those really fun, like, you know, learning moments. And, um, so that I can also pretend like I'm a guide next time I'm with my, my friends, you know, I always like <laughs> learn, learn all the information and then try to, you know, feel, feel like an expert, you know, next time I'm, you know, taking my friends around, I'm the tour guide, you know? Exactly. And, uh, for, <laughs> it's super fun. So in Walt Disney World, it, it was this one moment, and I think you guys were there. It was with, um, it was with, uh, we got to like park backstage. Were you with us when we went in through Pirates through the back through Walt Disney yes. World? Yes, yes, I was there. Yeah, okay. So that was like, it was like the funniest moment because I'm with my aunt and with my um, cousin, and she was pregnant with twins. She still is. And so we couldn't do that many crazy rides. You know, we wanted to make sure that we rode a lot of rides that she was able to ride. And so the pirates, like, it's such a cool expedited entrance when you're on a VIP tour at Walt Disney World that you're literally parked right backstage and you go through the back and almost direct, almost like too soon onto a boat because your eyes can't even adjust That's to right. the darkness. <laughs> by, the time, by the time you get to the boat, it's that quick. So like, you know, by the time you get to the boat, we're like, we can't see. And I just remember looking at my aunt and she was like, oh, I can't see because it went from bright, like sunlight to like into the boat, you know? And it was just so funny because she was like, that was the quickest moment ever. And we, <laughs> it was just really funny. Like we, we got on so fast that she could barely like have her eyes adjust. It was amazing. Yeah. And um, we loved it so much. We wanted to do it again, like right away. It was so crazy. Yeah, it was definitely a uh, a fun experience to do that. I I think the expedite the expedited access to the attractions is a real selling point for the VIP tours for a lot of people, and that's a it's such a fun benefit. I'd have to say it. I think probably if I were to step into since it was Joanna and myself that that joined you, Heather. If I were to step into Joanna's shoes, she would say her favorite moment was just being in Animal Kingdom. And being able to say that she wanted to do flight of passage and everybody did flight of passage and then getting off and then saying, you know, let's do that again. <laughs> Just go and again, go right yes. through the, the fast pass queue and get to do it essentially twice in an hour, which otherwise would be very difficult to do on a, on a regular day. And that, that is certainly a benefit. And I know Joanna really loved that memory of, of being able to do flight of passage so quickly and, and, um, to, to have that experience multiple times. I remember that day since I do get motion sick and that was the day we were planning to ride rise of the resistance for the first day. We had our boarding passes. I decided to, to save mm -hmm. my, my, uh, my motion sickness tolerance for rise of the resistance and pass on flight of passage. But what I really loved was still walking through the experience with all of you and then sitting and chatting with our VIP cast member guide since we had uh, two that day, just um, the way things worked out and uh, getting the chance to talk to them yeah. and hear all their history at Disney and learn from them and some of their tips. And one of them had been on Rise of the Resistance, so getting his input on what the ride was like and um, you know, talk a little bit about Imagine Your mm -hmm. Podcast as well. It was just a, a lot of fun to chat with them. Philander, I'm sure you have a million and a half stories, um, but uh, either if you want to like generalize uh, as far as your what you love most about the tours, or if you do have a, a moment, uh, a story that stands out to you as one of your favorite moments as a VIP tour guide. 
um, I would say I'll probably give you a two part, two part answer for this one. Awesome. Um, the, probably the, well, the thing that I appreciate the most is when I get to have a tour with, uh, families who either are very, very interested in Disney's history and heritage and all the storytelling that goes along at the resort, or if they become that way throughout the tour, there are a lot of individuals who end up like going on a VIP tour specifically to expedite that weight, which is super understandable. But then there are the individuals who take them to either learn more or they find out after starting to ask me questions throughout the day that there was more to the place than they realized. Like this is just not another, you know, random like coaster park. Like this place has legitimate history. So getting a chance to open their eyes to more than they thought was there. And as they continue to ask questions, you can kind of see them, their eyes opening up to the resort and they start asking more and getting to point out even the smallest level of detail. And it's always really great sharing those things with individuals that are passionate about Disney. It kind of led me to meeting these two lovely ladies. Uh, They love to learn more about, you know, what it took to create the place to see every small detail and to explain that Imagineering does things on this small scale that I can't even imagine the amount of people who even would notice, you know, and I love them for that because they're creating these details for the 0.0001% of the population that actively visits the resort every day. But the fact that they still choose to do it and they do it because um, of those individuals, pretty much like I would say is everybody on this uh, call right now that are looking for those things. Um, I think that's my favorite part of being a guide is got to getting to show them Disneyland and peel back layer after layer after layer and let them see all of the extra magic that went into creating this place. And, you know, that we call what we would say the Disney difference. Uh, the second part of it is creating really great connections with people. Uh, after having been a guide now uh, eight years, essentially, uh, I have had the great opportunity of getting to host repeat families. So actively getting to see families over and over and over again and creating really amazing friendships, um, especially like I mentioned before with these two ladies um, and actually even getting to watch kids grow up. So being a guide and host for eight years, I've seen families grow and change. Uh, there's a lovely lady that I have hosted multiple times. Her name is Emily. I've watched um, her uh, get married. I've watched her, I've seen her get pregnant. I've seen the baby now, like I've grown almost with this family. So when I see them again, after a kind of a longer period of time, we're talking like friends. Like I'm asking, Oh, hi. I remember you mentioned last time you were going to Paris. How was that trip? Or, you know, I'm seeing kids get taller. And, and I think those connections that I get to make through the position that I have is, is incredible. I know very few positions at the resort get to see the exact same families all the time. But uh, a really nice benefit of taking a VIP tour is the coordinator is asking you if you would like to have the same guide as you had last time, or the family just flat out saying, we want to do this with this person again. And so some families I've had the great opportunity of hosting more than 15 times uh, and you really become a part of the family. You know, I've gotten Christmas cards from people in the mail. Um, I talk with a lot of them either through text, Instagram, phone, uh, and I really have to thank that position that I have, uh, 
for giving me that kind of an opportunity. Yeah, you talked to me about it's the so cool because no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and oh, sorry, I was gonna say like um, both myself and Lizzie always try to request Philander every time, and he is so popular that like it'll be like a 50 50 shot, but we always make sure to like we'll change our our days around to try to get Philander. Like that's how important <laughs> he is. To us. Well, Philander, you know my first uh, Disneyland VIP tour. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I, will, I will change my vacation <laughs> to, yes. get, to get you as a guide. Um, yeah, exactly. not, not to put down the other guides. I'd be very happy with the others too, but uh, just the, the connection we formed on Instagram, it just makes sense. Um, but yeah, you talked earlier about the Disney difference. I think that the VIP tour guides are an example of the Disney difference as well. And it's, it's those Disney gives you the opportunity to make those connections, those, those lifelong connections with guests, but it's also you taking the initiative and remembering these folks and, and remembering their stories and helping to create magic for them in a way that want that, you know, gives them the incentive to want to come back and request you again on a, a future tour. That's definitely the Disney difference there. Um, you know, I think the one thing we haven't, touched on that I definitely want to discuss is who would benefit from doing a VIP tour. I think a lot of people, you know, think I don't necessarily need to, it'd be a, a nice thing to do if, if I want to, you know, maybe I have a, a little bit extra that I want to spend on my vacation and, and have more of a VIP experience and I'll take the time to do this. Or if I'm a local, I've never done it before. I just want to experience it. But in general, I guess we'll, we'll do this sort of in order, Lizzie, Heather, and then Philander. I'll just call that like that for now. Um, who do you think would benefit from doing a VIP tour? So I think we like to bring people that are either extreme Disney fans or people that don't make it to the park too often but appreciate Disney. Um, I really think that on the VIP tours, there's really something for everybody. Um, whether you want to know more about the history of Disney, um, whether you're just a ride and like attractions enthusiast and want to do as many as you can. I, I think there's really something for everybody. And something that I will say um, that I've noticed, you know, we, we typically fill up our tours and we'll fill it with, you know, 10 people. And even if everybody has different interests, you know, um, particularly like we've been up with Philander and he's been able to talk with each one of our guests. And, you know, if someone's really interested in the history, you know, he'll, he'll give good information to them. But, you know, at the same time, making sure that we hit all of those, you know, big attractions for the people that are interested in that. So I think that's a, a good way to do it. I also think, you know, if you're just looking for like the next level Disney experience, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. And, you know, you don't really realize until you're on that tour, like how amazing it can really be. Um, so I think if anyone's even curious about it, I, I would go ahead and book it. It's really a great experience. Yeah, I would say um, like almost the same as like Lizzie, like the next level Disney, because I never even knew, you know, I'd been, you know, hundreds of times to Disneyland before I went on a VIP tour. And it's so eye opening, like what you learn. Um, you know, I, I just love the history stuff and, you know, little things like, pointing out the windows on main street, what they mean. And like, you know, stuff that you might learn in the Imagineering story on Disney plus, like you'd learn in person, like with the, like the cemetery stones and the haunted mansion me and like all that stuff. I, I like geek out over and love so much. And also 
my mom, she is, you know, handicapped. She has to use an ECV and she also has two fake knees. So she has problems getting in and, you know, in and out of, you know, uh, the transportation vehicles and stuff. And I know that when um, she felt so comfortable on the VIP tour that she finally got to ride Avatar Flight of Passage. And that's been something we've actually tried to get her on multiple times in the past. But it's like she gets so nervous whenever we're in like the regular line queue that it's like she can't figure out how to position her body right to, you know, to, to fit. And so it wasn't until we had that extra time to like have the guide help us like, okay, you know, you'll position yourself this way. And like, it's just that little extra time to, to let it click in. And she finally got to ride it. So now she has the confidence to actually ride it every time we go now. So it wasn't until the VIP tour guide experience that she was able to, to make it onto the ride, which is like, I think my top three ride of, of all time, you know? So that was really special. I cried when she got to ride it. Yeah. I was happy to be there. I always love seeing people ride something for the first time, especially something that's epic to use, <laughs> to use mm-hmm. a blunt word. And it was great yeah. to sort of see her reaction, uh, coming out of the link chamber, having, having flown on a banshee for the first time. Um, and uh, I was so glad that she had the opportunity to, to do that. Philander, from a cast member perspective, yeah. who do you think would benefit or what, another way to phrase it, what are some of the reasons someone would want to consider uh, doing a VIP tour? For me, I think I've seen... Uh, every kind of person come and take this tour. Like there's definitely the families who I can tell after meeting them that this is a, let's get as many things done as possible, which I completely understand. The parks are busier than they've ever been. And there's more great new stuff coming on the way and they want to make sure they maximize their day. They could be visiting, you know, California for a single day, Southern California for a single day. And they want to make sure that they do as much as they can. Then there's the, uh, more leisurely groups where it could be people that have visited all the time. One of my favorite stories is uh, getting a group of, I think it was annual pass holders, and they have been to Disneyland all the time. They they visit quite frequently, and they booked this tour specifically to do more story-based. They wanted to learn more uh, because, you know, after riding, let's say, Space Mountain for, you know, 100 times, they actually just wanted to know more about it. So they obviously were really happy to get to do with a short weight uh but they were really interested in the history um and not necessarily the history that's given on one of our guided tours which is a little bit different because that is you selecting a tour that speaks specifically to a single topic but this is like having someone knowledgeable with you that can answer your questions on the fly as opposed to just learning about one thing or the other remember that tour because i was with them for eight hours and we only did four attractions that entire day because they wanted to learn more than anything else and I laugh with them a lot because that, that's obviously very unique to spend that much time talking on a VIP tour as opposed to doing attractions or shows or characters. But I remember spending an hour with them on Main Street alone talking. And I had to ask them every so often, like, are you guys okay? Like, are you sure you don't want to do any attractions? And they were like, no, no, we, uh, you know, keep talking. Um, so we, an eight hour tour, they only did four attractions. The rest of it was all spent just uh, showing them a lot of fun things, uh, storytelling. And when it, of course, came to a time for an attraction, we story told while we were, you know, waiting to get on it and while, and afterwards. And they had really appreciated that day because now they went forward uh, looking at the place a little bit different, still enjoying, obviously, their favorite attractions and experiences, but now having a much deeper appreciation for um, 
the, the, the resort. And I think really there's no wrong person, I think, for VAB Tour, especially when we can uh, add so much context to the resort or even if you've been there. Because I've hosted people, I mean, these ladies are a great example. They've been tons of times and I still try to find ways to find new things for them to hear or for the family that's never been before. You know, uh, I feel like as long as you at least remotely enjoy <laughs> Disney, you're going to have a great time on the tour, regardless of, you know, how many times you've been, what you know, you know, because I know I get a lot of individuals who have a very strong knowledge, but I'll still find a way to try and surprise them a little bit. <laughs> oh, hey, Matt, I have one more thing. Yeah, I think that um, I think that it's also good to mention that people, you know, um, that aren't obsessed with Disney, this is a great opportunity for them to enjoy the day. Like they might not like going on a normal day when they have to wait in lines like all day long. It might be just like, it might be not a great experience for them normally, but having the VIP tour experience could actually make them really have a great time, like with their family, you know? So I think that it's, it's also, it's great for people that love Disney, but it's also great for people that, you know, kind of dread going to the crazy park experience that might be on a, you know, um, an hour wait for each line, you know, uh, a VIP tour is perfect for that type of person because then they get to enjoy the park, like not like anybody else, but like, you know, a, a very easy breezy version of, you know, Disneyland. And I think it'll make them like it so much more. Yeah, that, that definitely great. speaks to the range. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Philander. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, uh, Heather just made me think of a great uh, story of it was a mother, father, and they had two kids. And the dad, towards the end of the day, uh, mentioned, it was almost exactly like what um, Heather was just saying. He was so thankful to the tour. Of course, they love not waiting in lines, but he mentioned that he was always, every time they went to the parks, the planner, or he was the tour guide, as Heather said earlier as well he was spending so much time just trying to make sure that his kids were happy that he was not able to actively enjoy himself. So by having me there, I took the reins from him and told him, now you get to just enjoy it with your family. You know, the kids would be, he would say, be crying and I have to find a place for them to eat. I have to think of the next ride. I have to go get them this fast pass. So I was able to take all of that away from him and got to watch Aww. them actually enjoy it as opposed to the parents are always the tour guide usually because the kids are obviously too young to know and the parents have to coordinate the day. So he was able to actively enjoy it with his kids in real time, as opposed to thinking, what are we going to do next? What are we going to eat? Where are we going to go? So thanks Heather for jogging. Oh, yay. That's that's so (laughs) sweet. Yay. I love that. I love it. Yeah. It definitely speaks to the, to the range of, people who would enjoy going, I would probably be in the category that Philander talked about. I'd do four rides, but I would be asking all these questions uh, <laughs> <laughs> about the parks and just wanting to kind of walk through and see it with a different set of eyes and ask a lot of questions I've, I've been asking myself and searching the internet for and uh, have, have, you know, still looking for, for answers that I could get on a, a VIP tour. Um, before we kind of wrap up, I want to make sure that we did kind of exhaust reasons or, or, uh, you know, considerations that people should make when thinking about whether or not they want to do a VIP tour. So is there in, in either any of your minds, like anything that we, we left out that people should consider when it comes to deciding if a VIP tour is right for them? I, I do have one more thing. 
Um, so I was just sort of thinking about, you know, there's a lot of reasons like people might want to go because they get the expedited access or the, you know, history or anything. But really like what we love about it is, you know, you have this whole ultimate Disney day and you get to spend it with like the coolest person, you know, that has the fast passes and the history and knows Mickey Mouse. And it, it's really just a special experience. And I don't know, I, I just like the feeling of like being on the tour and like, you know, being with the guide and being able to just feel like it's the most ultimate day. And I think for us, like that's, that's a big part of why we just keep doing them. That's a great point. Yeah, it's a core it's a core memory day, you know, core memories. Oh, <laughs> core <that>. memories. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. The VIP tours are like the cool the cool cast members in the park. <laughs> yeah. I would say for anyone that was interested in booking when they actually make that phone call or email with a coordinator, uh, be as specific as possible with your expectations. Uh, these ladies hit it perfectly by saying kind of um, know what you want to do in a sense, uh, or let the coordinator help you. And even when it comes to a guide, you know, if they're not requesting a specific name, um, tell them like someone that you're interested in. They also, they do a great job of kind of matching families, which is, I think, a, a thing that people don't know as much about. Um, they would kind of find out that, oh, we're having a bunch of little girls coming that love Disney princesses. So they will find someone that will try to fit that personality, Be giving them as much information as possible about your family and your um, your desires for the day or the things that you want to experience helps match them up. So people have requested male or female guides before or um, requested guides that are really into Star Wars or Marvel or a guy that is very well versed in the Walt Disney Company history. So being very, very specific with your desires for that day uh helps them match you up with a great guide because there's a ton of us um and we all are very different but i think the thing that unites us the most or makes us the most similar is we're all there to give families that are coming to enjoy the day the best possible experience um but some of us have very specific passions and, and are a bit different so we do, they do our their best to try to match you up with um a great guide great advice Absolutely great advice. And though, just to wrap up here, uh, a few quick questions. One is something that is important is if someone is now convinced to do a VIP tour, Philander, what does someone actually have to do to book a VIP tour? Do they call a number? Do they book online? What's that process like? Yeah, so you would go to the Disneyland.com website or WaltDisneyWorld.com uh, website. They will have the um, information they're listed under usually it's under special events and it will be a phone number that will put you in touch to one of those coordinators uh and that and on the actual phone call they discuss the different pricing and um because it's different for different days of the week some days more expensive some days less and they will discuss all the different options about what day you'd like to do it uh, where you'd like to meet is there anything you'd like to book in advance um but going to the website is the the best uh your best bet. Uh, some people actually even can book it day of. That um, is not always the thing they recommend, just so that they can handle your requests a lot better, you know, from knowing in advance. But you can even book one day of, and they would just direct you to either the City Hall and Disneyland Park, um, or as an example, the Chamber of Commerce in California Venture, and they will get you in touch with a coordinator and talk about the day. 
Perfect. I think it's also I think it's also good to know that um, it's kind of neat if you want to try like a guided tour first, you know, just to kind of like uh, scratch the itch a bit, you know, it's like, you know, it's a lot cheaper just to try, you know, a three hour tour or a five hour tour where you get to like walk around with the headset and listen to, you know, if you're like me and just love Disney history, there's so many different types of guided tours. And then if you like love that so much, then you can, you know, the next level up, I think is, you know, the the uh the vip tour you know and you could get like you know up to 10 of your friends and you could all split the cost and i think it's totally worth it you know it's it's worth it you know if you just have one awesome day and or if it's like your your bridal party or you know like lizzie and randy um they did their like a honeymoon guide didn't you guys we did we did a tour just the two of us um, awesome. and that, <laughs> that, that was a fun day uh we actually we went out with um, a different guide that day and we learned a lot of just, just different stuff. And, and like Philander said, there's so many different guides out there and, you know, there's sort of like great things that everyone can offer you. Um, but yeah, we, we did a tour just the two of us. It was kind of fun. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Yeah. It's incredible what experiences you can have. I am itching to do one myself sometime soon. So I'll have to, make the i think i'll probably plan to do my next one at disneyland but i might just just go ahead and do one at walt disney world anyway um but i'll include all the information for anyone listening uh for links to go to specific pages to learn more about the vip tours as well um i have a bonus question for philander and then i have a uh uh you know i want to ask where people can go to follow all of you philander from a from the perspective of someone, because I get this question frequently, who wants to be a cast member and who maybe specifically wants to be a VIP tour guide someday um, at Disneyland or at Walt Disney World, what advice would you offer to that person? Um, there definitely needs to be a, uh, a passion. Uh, one of the unique things about being a VIP tour host um, at, I'm assuming, either Walt Disney World or Disneyland is that um, all of us had to work to be in that position. So we're all very passionate about the role, you could say. Um, it's not a position that you can just get hired into. Uh, both coasts, for sure, at least Disneyland, I can speak for, they want you to work in the resort in some capacity for at least um, six to eight months before transferring or kind of being promoted over to guest relations, which is part of uh, the FU tours. Um, but I mentioned the passion part because, as I said, you can't, just work off, uh, work and come right into being a VIP tour guide. They want you to kind of see what it's like to work within the resort atmosphere and get kind of your learning process. Um, and if you're someone who is passionate about giving guests magical experiences in this very personalized way, it's not necessarily always about the history. We get a lot of newer cast members that um, are very eager to ask, you know, what kind of books should I read or, what kind of podcast should I listen to? Like Imagining Podcast. Um, or yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, to learn more about Disney. And we tell them the most important thing for you to know uh, flat out is just the resort itself. Um, you need to become, what I like to say, a tour guide before you become a historian. Because you just need to be able to really help navigate a guest throughout the resort and not necessarily know when Walt Disney was born because um, a guest may need to ask you where the closest restroom is and you knowing when um, Walt Disney first opened his studios is not going to help them in that moment. They need to find the bathroom. So it's knowing the resort like top to bottom, hands down. 
like the back of your hand. We require all of our guides to be incredibly knowledgeable on everything, even the things that people don't think about. Um, knowing items off of every single restaurant at Disneyland Resort, knowing every single height requirement of the resort, knowing where all of our restrooms are, as well as companion restrooms, how guests with disabilities board attractions. Uh, you have to know those things. Because uh, when you get to the actual training for becoming a VIP host or guide, um, we actually spend most of that time covering your what it means to be a guide and a host, not necessarily the simple things like was the closest restroom to where we're standing or the guests would like to get ice cream. What location can I take to get them ice cream? And, you know, is that going to be soft serve ice cream? Is it going to be, uh, you know, actually scooped out of a, you know, like a bucket? You know, they, everyone has different wants and needs. And to make sure you have all that, you actually become the map of Disneyland and not as easy as I know where Space Mountain is, let's walk there, but the actual like map where the legend on the side of the Disneyland park map, you are very well aware of all of the things that are on that map. And just knowing that that is what it takes in itself is a huge selling point in itself for a VIP tour. <laughs> um, just knowing that who you're getting yeah. is someone with that level of knowledge and uh, passion for for the brand and for the parks and for all things Disney. Um, so to give people a chance to continue to follow along uh, with the three of you, uh, we'll go in the same order, just an alphabetical order to keep things fair. Um, Heather, then Lizzie, then Philander, where can people go to follow you on social media or elsewhere, anywhere that you want to share with everyone? Well, my Instagram is where I post all, you know, Disney everything. And it's shared by me and my mom. Um, my name is Heather Peggs and my mom's name is Brenda Peggs. So we have at Peggs Do Disney. It's P-E-G-G-S-D-O Disney. And uh, it's both, you know, me and my mom just traveling the world, all the Disney parks, mainly Walt Disney World, mainly Disneyland, but, you know, an occasional Tokyo trip in there. And um, hopefully this year I'll be, you know, eventually headed to Hong Kong um, to check off the last of my six castle clubs. That'll um, be amazing. You know, yeah. So fingers crossed I'll be able to travel, you know, at the end of this year to see, you know, the new, um, the new Hong Kong Disneyland castle because it's going to be finished hopefully you know, later on in the year. So I got to see that. Fantastic. Lizzie, what about you? I am mostly on Instagram. Um, I'm at Lizzie in Adventureland. And typically uh, my husband, Randy, and I will go to the parks almost every weekend. And, you know, we like to just post a lot of like character stuff and fun Disney facts or really just like, you know, funny things that we see in the park. So yeah, give check it out and um, we'll probably be going to Disneyland quite a bit. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. Always enjoy following you both. And uh, Philander as well. Philander, where can people go to follow you? I myself am mostly on Instagram. Um, I'm at philanderc85 and that's just my name and then the middle initial of my name and then 85 year I was born. Uh, so philanderc85. I am posting about a lot of stuff, really just uh, my kind of my cast member life. You'll see my adorable daughter on there a lot, I'm sure as well, who is becoming quite the Disney fan herself uh, at her young age. Thanks to me, of course. Um, and I also love posting just a lot of stuff about history. You know, I, I am very passionate about, uh, you know, kind of opening people's eyes to the company, especially Disneyland specifically. So I spend a lot of time just posting stuff because of course I can't just talk about it at work. 
I need to uh, also talk about it in my free time as well. <laughs> I know the feeling well. <laughs> um, and your daughter definitely has a, a great uh, Disney role model and role model in general to look up to. So um, it's, I always appreciate seeing... Uh, and Philander, seeing Philander also has... He also has an amazing um, Imagineering Mondays where I learned oh, yeah. so much too. That's right. That's right. I learned yeah. things from those too. <laughs> They're great, yeah. great posts. Um, well, to make yeah. things really foolproof, I'm going to put the links to all those places into the description of this episode. So you don't have to type it out. Just click it and it'll take you right to those pages. But Heather, Lizzie, Philander, Thanks so much for chatting with me for the last hour or so about VIP tours. Really knowledgeable, and I am so glad uh, you came out to the show to contribute all these thoughts and opinions on why people should do these tours. Thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. Anytime. And with that, we close out episode 78 of the Imagineer podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode about VIP tours at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And I, of course, want to give a special thank you once again to Heather, Lizzie, and Philander for coming on to the show and lending their expertise and opinions about why people should consider doing VIP tours. Of course, I want to hear from those of you listening if you have done VIP tours at either resort location in the past or if you haven't, uh, if you would ever consider doing one in the future, especially after hearing this podcast discussion. You can send me your answers and feedback, as always, in many different ways. I would encourage you to reach out to me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, or even LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast. You can also join our Facebook group, The Imagination, also called the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community, to converse not just with me, but with other members of the Imagineer Podcast community. And you can follow me on Twitter at Imagineer News. So any one of those methods, including email, I should say, ImagineerPodcast at gmail.com, you can use to reach out to me and let me know your thoughts in a direct message, in a post, sharing it to your story, or however else you prefer to answer these questions. I would, of course, encourage you to also subscribe to the show or follow the show in your favorite podcast app, whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast app. Hitting the subscribe or follow button ensures you are first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And if you have 30 seconds to leave a rating and a review in the Apple Podcast Store, or even on Facebook, it does so much to help our community continue to grow. And I want to thank all of you for helping us to continue to maintain a five-star rating in the Apple Podcast Store with over 300 reviews. Uh, thanks to all of you who have rated and reviewed the show before. And if you would like to take your love of Imagineer Podcast to the next level, definitely look into the Imagineer Society, which now, as of this month, has even more perks for every single tier. You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com slash Podcast to learn how you can get access to things like a private Facebook group, close Instagram friends list, uh, monthly Q&As just for Imagineer Society members, 
uh, monthly video calls, early access to podcast episodes, bonus podcast episodes, and much more. And the perks start at literally just $1 a month. That is $12 a year. It all goes to help to support the show. Of course, I would encourage you to donate more. The more you can donate to the show, the more it helps us out. And as as always, no matter what tier you donate, uh, even if it's just a dollar a month, you still get perks and rewards associated with that. So head to patreon.com slash podcast to see what is currently available. And if you want to do one step further, also look into Imagineer Tours at imagineertours.com. I currently have my walking, virtual walking audio tour of Main Street USA at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. You can learn so much history, information, details in a literal virtual walkthrough of Main Street USA. It is a two hour tour. It's actually two hours and 17 minutes, all things considered. And again, I share a lot of history and detail and information and fun facts you might not have known before. If you enjoy these podcast episodes, it is really a premium podcast experience. And again, you can learn more about that at ImagineerTours.com. Of course, the best thing you could do for the show, though, is just a very simple thing. Go ahead and share it, whether you share this podcast episode, the podcast as a whole, or any of your favorite social media posts, or just tag us in one of your social media posts. It does help to spread the word about Imagineer Podcast, and even the simplest thing like telling your friends and family, especially those who love Disney, about Imagineer Podcast, that one person does so very much to help this show out tremendously. And be sure to check out our partners. First, The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com, as well as The Kingdom Insider on all social media platforms, because Christy has so much incredible news and information to share. She is posting quite a lot every single day about Disney news. She only posts Disney news that is confirmed. If it's for some reason not, she's very upfront and clear about it that this might be coming or it's a rumor or, you know, don't get your hopes up just yet. This might not be happening, but she's always very clear, which is one thing I really appreciate in a Disney news channel. So you can trust the articles that she has to publish. They come directly from the source or at the very least are labeled as rumors or potential offerings coming to Disney. And she also shares information about how you can bring the magic of Disney into your own home, offers some great tips for moms and for fans of all things Disney and how to travel to and make the most of your trips to all Disney destinations around the world. And when you are ready to travel to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Aulani, Adventures by Disney, or any other Disney destination around the world, check out our partner, Academy Travel and Mickey Vacations by Academy Travel to get a free quote, no obligation, about your future Disney trips. They have been helping to plan Disney vacations for quite a long time. They've been planning trips for more than 25 years and are diamond earmarked the highest level of distinction that Disney bestows upon travel agencies. And again, they can help you to plan your next trip at no additional cost to you. Do it with some incredible service and even help you find ways to save money on a future Disney trip. Truly a win-win. If you click on any of the links in the show notes, that'll lead you directly to a free quote form where you can, again, request a free quote, no obligation. Uh, Just look for the links titled Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or you can go straight to ImagineYourPodcast.com and under the travel tab, you'll find the direct quotes there as well. 
In either case, definitely check them out over at Academy Travel. And thanks so much to both the Kingdom Insider and the Academy Travel, and to Academy Travel, I should say, for partnering with us on this podcast. As always, last but not least, I hope you are going after your dreams and goals, whatever they might be. Write them down, go after them, take that first step today. It's the hardest step to make but that first step is the most important. So go after whatever your dreams might be. And remember, as always, that quote from Horizons. If you can dream it, you can do it. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast. creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight.